You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, listeners. Welcome to episode 11 of season three of Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. Ted, do you want to start us off by telling the listeners something about yourself that they don't already know? Well, normally the answer to that would be no, on the grounds that I don't want to. But this time the answer is no, on the grounds that I have much more disturbing news on my mind. Yeah, I was I was trying to stall and possibly distract myself from that news. Just get into it, Mikey. Fair enough. Okay, so some personal news, as they say. Ted and I have found ourselves in a bit of a pickle. We always thought we'd maybe get some flack on social media for something we've done, but this is not anything we could have possibly anticipated. Yeah, I mean, internet comments you expect, yeah. but this is, uh, this, is, this is not looking good for us. Yeah. We may have crossed a line. It was made abundantly clear that we've offended someone so much that he thinks we deserve to be punished. See, folks, apparently, I'm just going to say it, method actor Christopher Walken did not like the couple of sketches we had featuring him all the way back in season one. So I guess it just took a while to find his ears, and he left us this voicemail to explain, you know, how he plans to exact revenge for the perceived slight. And, of course, Ted and I would like to play the message for you. So get ready, and uh, in case anything happens to us, please make the authorities aware of this recording. You have one old message. Thursday, 2.09 p.m. Hello, this is method actor Christopher Walken. Hopefully, I've reached the right voicemail for Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones. If not, please disregard this message. Ted, Michael, I'm coming for you. You boys really stepped in it this time. Old Chrissy boy isn't the teddy bear he plays on screen. I'm fueled by a boundless fury to avenge wrongs done against me. You think I make a funny Santa Claus? You bastards are dead. Simple as that. Chris Walken doesn't like being made a fool of. I'm going to kill you both. And I'm going to take my time. I want you to feel the pain that I experienced listening to that ham-fisted impression of me in your so-called sketch. Let's pause here just for a moment to say this is where things get weird. They were actually normal yeah. up to this point. Comparatively. You know, I, I thought uh, getting a, a voicemail from Christopher Walken would be the weirdest part of our day. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the strangely specific manner of how he wants to kill us that is the weirdest part. Yeah. Th this guy took a few minutes out of his day to really plan this out. Yeah, just by his confidence, you sense that he has the means and the ability to pull it off. Oh, I don't think it's the first time he's danced this particular tango. <laughs> okay, back to Chris's message. Boys, I have plans for you both. You know those people whose corpses are discovered because their neighbors can't stand the smell. That's about to be you. Ted, I'm going to smash your skull in with a, with a Buddha statue that was gifted to me by Marty Sheen. Then I'm going to dress you in the clothes of anime character Sailor Moon. Your suicide note will detail how the cancellation of Fuller House on Netflix left you with no choice but to bludgeon yourself to death 
Mike! Don't worry, sweet boy. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm gonna fill your ass to the brim with kitchen twine and hang you from the ceiling by said twine. Your suicide note will say this was your attempt at recreating an action sequence from the Lord of the Rings Return of the King with your main man, Ted. You're gonna die hanging there from your ass with plenty of time to contemplate the life-saving importance of CGI in the production of Hollywood blockbusters. At your side will be a manifesto you wrote about your distaste for women in the workplace. You'll be remembered as an autoerotic arachnid who was also a chauvinist. You fellas mess with the wrong ombre and it doesn't end there. Ted, after you're dead, I'm gonna date your mom. And do you know what happens when Chris Walken gets to date number three? If the Chardonnay is crisp enough and my main man, Sergio, over at Cafe Roma, impresses her with his tableside Branzino preparation, oh yeah, she's gonna get Walkened. Let that image keep you warm at night. Okay, boys, I'll sign off now. Sleep tight with the promise of me, Chris Walken, in your nightmares. Oh, if you guys see Jillian, please tell her I'm a big fan of the Hamill cast. Never missed an episode. Real quality stuff. Okay, walking out. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Christopher Walken is going to kill us. I can't believe he's going to bed my mom. It just seems so uncalled for. Sorry, buddy. Hope your dad will be okay with it. He'll be fine. All right. You want to go get a taco? Ooh, yeah. Hey there, white, cishet, straight, single guy. Are you sick of people treating you like you're an average person, but not as amazing as you're sure you are? Would you just love to take full credit for doing important volunteer work in your community without spending all that time that you don't have or that you have but don't want to spend working for free? Introducing the new Tyburn Industries Volunteerism Fraud Kit. It will provide you with all the materials you need to make it look like you're the most selfless do-gooder there is and your full-blown narcissism can remain your little secret. For just six easy payments of $19.99, we'll send you a carefully designed package with everything you'll need to win that dream girl, get those awards, and present to a sentencing judge when you're pleading for leniency for any crime you can imagine. Your kit will include a dirty smock with Charitable of America on it, and a dirty bushel of kale in the front pouch that you... Forgot to put in the crate when I was unloading donated produce to the food bank. And... I'm sick about it because this bushel of kale could have provided a bushel of hope to a family in need. <sighs> Great. Now I'm tearing up over it. That is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Your kit will also include a stack of pamphlets to place in a slightly messy pile in your home because... I've been passing them out all weekend. If we want to eradicate childhood deafness, we need to encourage small donations. Even a waterfall starts with a trickle. You know? And an official certificate of appreciation from your local police precinct in recognition of your outstanding citizenship, complete with a picture of you with the police commissioner himself. 
A dozen thank you notes written in crayon, with backwards R's for maximum cuteness, all written by hand in our Tyburn Industries factory by our staff that's certified and trained in child handwriting. But that's not all! Keep digging! Your kit will include a new street in Lower Manhattan named after you! Yes, you! Complete with full press coverage! And a small but tasteful pin for you to wear on dates and humbly downplay when your dates ask you what it signifies. All you have to say is... Oh, that? It's uh, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't even know that was on there. It's just a little charity that I do work for sometimes. Wow, really? No, not really. I, I just started it and run it and saved thousands of kangaroos from being used as drug mules. Those pouches are for baby kangaroos, not low-grade Australian methamphetamine. I just feel, it's just never enough. So, you want to get out of here? Uh-huh. And as a final added bonus, you'll be inundated with tons of junk mail from real charities because they all share your information and they love spending their limited budgets on things nobody will ever read. Fraud kits. Buy before you lie. Well, that was disturbing. And now onto something disgusting. The letter of the day is D. Welcome back. Thanks again to our wonderful segment reporter, Kevin Franklin, for bringing us that wonderful story from Seattle, Washington. So nice to see people solving a problem that has plagued the city for years. Just a great story. Top to bottom, left to right, start to finish, Warms the cockles is what it does. Doesn't it, Donna? Indeed. So moving. Hope and humanity renewed. And just so you know, if you'd like to help, the Mascara the Masses Project is accepting donations at community centers around the city. You'll see their information right there on your screen there. And they'll use your unwanted or gently used makeup to beautify the area's homeless population. So, Donna, I know most of your makeup really gets... A once over, so you're just gonna have to hold on to your supply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not packing a box. I'm not giving it away. Don't I'm give it away. it away. Don't do it. You need all of it. I'm not giving it you away. need every ounce of it. And what a great slogan they have, by the way, Donna. Have you yes, heard their slogan? No, no. Have you heard what it? What is their slogan? Have you heard What's about the it? Slogan. What's the slogan? Their slogan is sometimes all a vagrant needs is a strong foundation. Really great stuff, isn't it? Just makes you proud to be a member of the community. And what a difference makeup had for that filthy bag lady from the segment. Harriet's new look is turning heads and turning her squeegee business a profit. It sure does help when there is no overhead at all. (laughs) I'd invest in that. (laughs) But it's illegal. And now we move on to a a more serious topic as we delve deeper into our month-long series on men's health. Such a serious topic, and one you boys just don't want to talk about. It's true. It's true. Please welcome our new friend, Bruce Klein. He is a leader in the field of penile and testicular health technologies. Bruce, we're happy to have you on the show. Bruce. Bruce. (laughs) Welcome to Top of the Morning. Happy to be here. Ooh, I feel like I'm in the boys' clubhouse. (laughs) Stop it. So what exactly are 
penis technologies? Well, basically, uh, penis technology is anything that helps the overall health and well-being of the actual penis. It's a growing field, and we like to say the competition is stiff. Oh, yeah, I get, it. I get it. I see what you did there. <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> Nothing, Donna. It's a guy thing. It certainly is. So what I'd like to show you today is over here. If you'll follow me, I think your crew was kind enough to set up the model. Ah, this is an anatomically correct rubber cross section of an adult penis and testicles. And what we're going to talk about is genital health. What do we do to make our bodies healthy? We exercise. We eat right. We pay attention to the scale. Now, what can we do to help the health of our penis and testicles? The answers are a lot of the same. We want to eat right, keep ourselves in generally good shape, right? But sometimes we get too concerned about the health of the penis and forget about the testicles. That's where the new penis inhaler comes in. What's that now? As we all know, the testicles are the lungs of the penis. I did not know that. Um. Mm. And just like our real lungs, our penis lungs sometimes feel sluggish and congested. Let's say you've had a late night. We've all woken up after one too many at the club the night before. <laughs> Am I right, Kip? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I suppose. And look, we don't talk about it, but it has an effect on Mr. Downstairs. You know, we go to the bathroom, and all that comes out is a small cough and a wheeze from Mr. Penis. What? Good Lord. This is the kind of situation where you want to reach for your penis inhaler. Simply insert the plastic applicator into the urinary meatus, also known as the external urethral orifice. That's the penis mouth for you and me. And you want to go in about an inch. Then depress the inhaler and take a big testicular breath. Your penis lungs will thank you. Ah. <sighs> And the great thing is, this little inhaler, same size as a standard asthma inhaler, fits right in your pocket. You can use it anywhere. You can use the penis inhaler anywhere. I um, mm, I can't. I got to tell you, Bruce. I don't know who did your your pre-interview, but I did not know that this was where this conversation was going to go. I thought it was going to be more about. Just sort of preventative care. Um, but you know, let's let's just move on. Is that normal? Does my husband do we have maybe a commercial to go to? Thanks, Bruce. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. When we come back, I'll show you how to affix the penis apnea machine for a restful genital night's sleep. Go to commercial, Jim. I'm upset. Was this guy vetted at all? Yeah, and you know what, Jim? The worst part is I can't even have a slice of cake. I'm over here having a conniption fit, and because of last week's segment, I can't even have a slice of cake. Thanks a lot, Jim. Really knocked that one out of the park again. Here she goes. She goes into these tirades when you have- Oh, Kip, I don't want to hear it, pal. You're right up there with him. <sighs> I'm sorry, Donna. I got your balls in a sling with carpet, so you better kiss my patoot. Now someone get me a cup of tea. Can someone just get her a labat? <laughs> Give me a labat. I'm here at Mike and Jillian's apartment.
told me they were stepping out for dinner. So, I thought this would be a good time to let myself in to play a little prank on them. Mike and Jillian really love Christmas. So I've got a little surprise. I've tricked out their apartment to be like a scene from It's a Wonderful Life. <gasps> They're coming up the stairs now. Let's see how this goes. My point, which was parenthetical at best, was Sarah can't complain about not having a dating life when she continues to say things like IDK instead of I don't know. How much time is she saving? It's like all her speech is a text message. It's not cute. No, I get it. I hate her too. She's one of the only people I'd really love to witness being hit by a bus, you know. What did I just step on? I felt a crunch. Turn on the light. What the hell? Are those Christmas decorations on the floor? Thank God you didn't take your shoes off. Those things would have sliced your foot to ribbons. Oh! Oh! Ah! Jesus Christ! Oh my God, Mike, are you okay? What the fuck was that? Where did a paint can come from? Oh, you're bleeding. Let me get you a towel from the bathroom. Hey, was our doorknob always red? Ah, fuck! I burned my hand! Someone heated the doorknob! What the fuck is happening? When that thing hit me in the face, I fell backwards onto all the jagged ornaments we stepped over. They're embedded in my back! I'm just coming out of shock now. So much pain! My goddamn hand looks like Ah! a fucking hamburger! Ah! Ah! Let's get some more light. What in the hell? An iron just hit me in the face! A fucking iron! We don't even have an iron! Hold on, love. Don't touch anything. I'm coming. Let me get you some ice. Let me just stand up first. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Okay, I'm up. Look out! Here comes another paint can! Oh! (gasps) Fuck! Where do these things keep coming from? What kind of person would do this? Hey, guys, surprise! (gasps) Ah! Just like your favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Am I right? Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. (laughs) You are the dumbest man I have ever fucking met. It's a Wonderful Life is the one with Jimmy Stewart. What you just did was Home Alone. Home Alone. I want you to die. I swear to God, I am going to drown you and sacrifice you to the drowned god of the Iron Islands. Jeepers, guys, I'm sorry. I thought It's a Wonderful Life was the one where the kid terrorizes those burglars with improvised home defense. I put the ornaments on the floor and I rigged the paint cans and I I, I heated the doorknob and then I rigged an iron to fall on one of your faces. It's a bag full of feathers hooked up to a box fan by the bed, but you guys didn't trip that one up yet. Well, yeah, I think those two movies are pretty easy to confuse. They only came out, oh, I don't know, 45 fucking years of fucking bark, you fucking imbecile! Wow, Jillian, you have the imprint of the iron right on your face like in the movie. I would have called BS on that, but here we are. You look like that iron really did a number on you. (laughs) If I could stand, I would strangle the breath out of you and no jury in the world would convict me. I am going to smash your testicles with a tack hammer until they are mush. I hate you. I wish you'd never been born. Well, that's harsh, Mike. Even for you. That was an actual reference to It's a Wonderful Life, you 
You know what? Just just get out of my house. Do it now. Okay. I guess we'll uh, chalk this one up to a little oopsie on my part. You're still saying words. I'll just let myself out. Oh, and full disclosure, the tarantula got away from me, so he is here somewhere. Get out! Sorry. You guys will figure it out. Bye. What an amazing asshole. Oop. One more thing. I forgot to do this. Merry Christmas. Ow! (gasps) He shot me with a fucking BB gun. Fuck. And I'm still on the floor. Lock the door. What kind of person does it take to walk up to a man laying on the floor and shoot him point blank range with a BB gun? Fireworks in the kitchen. Of course. Oh, perfect. There's the tarantula. episode goes out to the passive-aggressive tactic of saying the exact same phrase in the exact same way to the person who wasn't listening the first time. Give it a try sometime. It's right up there with the classic, as per my previous email. Ted, do you have a dedication? Huh? Ted, do you have a dedication? Jeez, Mike, breathe a little. Sorry. I found your Rubik's Cube. Until next time, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a looser one. I was already pretty loose. Yeah, let's get let's get goosey on top of our Lucy on this one. <laughs> I'm Lucy Goosey. Just a little nasally here. Don't mm. you get Fiona sick? No, never. Get out! Sorry, you guys will figure it out. Bye. How often do I get a chance to do a, a full Gleason? <laughs> get out! Just from your bleeding, and let's maybe you're maybe you hate blood. So it's actually pretty gross. Fuck, you're bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gross, you're bleeding. Now I have to get you a towel from the bathroom. (laughs) You don't have to stay like that. (laughs) Just give it to me in the tone. Oh, Oh, So much blame. Now I have to get you a towel. (laughs) You've inconvenienced me yet again, Mike. (laughs) I took it too literally. We're gonna use that. We're definitely gonna use that line. I think I, I clicked this microphone a couple times. Yeah, I dropped my phone at one point. It's a just a cavalcade of bad things going on here. We're ruining the day. But sometimes we get too concerned about the health of our, of oh yeah, of our, are there penis? Are the, uh, what? in the script? Our yeah. penis. I just, okay, we'll go with our. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Or you could, you could say just the penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you good. Got this it. whole fucking thing is an outtake. <laughs> it's gorgeous, literally. <laughs> the penis. Okay. Turning heads and turning her squeegee business a profit. <laughs> Every time, it's the boss before a profit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's just. I just gotta laugh it out when I hear that. <laughs> We can we can edit it out later, Mike. I'm glad yep. you like it. Thank you. Here she goes. She goes into these tirades when you have. Oh, Kip, I don't want to hear it, pal. You're right up there with him. I'm sorry, Donna. I got your balls in a sling with carpet. <laughs> with carpet? I thought you meant carpet. Like you've made a sling out of carpet, out of used carpet. <laughs> no, that's just how Donna says corporate. <laughs> Especially when she's upset, her diction really 
really goes out the window. Oh my goodness. Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv, because this is a comedy podcast, friends. We're not tied to the page. In addition to your hosts, Ted and Michael, this season features the voice talents of Andrew Bancroft, a.k.a. Jelly Donut, Anissa Folds, James Monroe Iglehart, C. Julian Jimenez, Eddie Lee, Patrick McCartney, Janice McIntyre, Hallie O'Gorman, Mike O'Gorman, Emmanuel Polycarp, April Sickler, Nick Walker, and me, Jillian Pensavalli. I'm also the executive producer. Season three of Ted and Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones was recorded, edited, sound designed, and mixed by the badass team at Audio Muses, India Hui and Amita Ganatra. This season was produced in association with our friends over at Mischief Media, as well as co-producer Jensen Parker Neal. Original music for Ted and Michael season three, composed by India Hui. You can find full credits, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, since it's just us here, Ted and Michael need a lot of reassurance, and it would just make my life so much easier. Thanks. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted Michael, individually at Ted O'Gorman, at MPSmithNYC, and use the hashtag Ted Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use tedandmichael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And hey, stay weird, friends. 